everybody, I'm Debbie Montgomery Johnson, founder of the nonprofit The Woman Behind the Smile, and your host of Stand Up and Speak Up, a show that is about each and every one of us. Many of us have something, something we're hiding, something we're ashamed of, something that through no fault of our own or through our own making keeps us hidden, and that in turn keeps us hidden from each other and the world. Good people go through terrible situations. Wise people know when and how to let it go. Everything that happens to us helps us grow, and while it may be hard to see it right away, the most important thing to do is to change our perceptions about our circumstances. Regardless of what your personal experiences or traumas have been, this showcase series is designed to ignite the light in you, as well by providing safe harbor, education, personal growth, and resources so that no matter where you are on your journey, you'll have the courage to move on when you're ready. Stand Up and Speak Up features ordinary people who've been through extraordinary situations and struggles and found the courage to step out from behind their smiles and speak up about their experiences and the lessons gleaned from those experiences. Everybody heals at a different pace and we recognize that. So come on in, have a listen and enjoy the ride at your own speed. Today I'd like to welcome our special guest coming to us from Atlanta her name is Miss Terry Lynn Phillips. Welcome, Terry Lynn. Thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank well, you for inviting me. I'm so glad you're here. And, and for our audience's sake, uh, Terry Lynn and I are part of Women's Prosperity Network. Many of my guests yes, are from that organization. Yes, yes. A great group of women. Uh, we haven't spent a lot of time together in person because of the, the uh, pandemic, but it's so fun to get to know people through their YouTube videos and their podcasts and just, you know, <laughs> things out of the ordinary. And so in, in preparation for today's show, I spent the last hour listening to a couple of Terry Lynn's podcasts, and it's so much fun. They're so much fun, and I listened to your, your beautiful voice, and it just got me so prepped up and, and um, geared up for today's show. <laughs> so I'd like to tell people a little bit about who you are, and then I'm going to turn it over to you, and you're going to give us your stories. So Terry Lynn Phillips is a virtual assistant. She's a trainer, a bookkeeper, and an international business consultant who teaches people how to stifle mental chaos that inhibits self-confidence and success. As a highly sought-after assistant for over 40 decades, her unique experience, experiences guide entrepreneurs to create successful strategies so that they can save time, save money, and increase their revenues. She is a mom of three, a grandma of 14, and a great-grandmother of five, and when I heard that, I, I had to tease her. I said, you started when you were 12 because she looks so young and vibrant. And, and I'm just so glad to have you here as my guest. You're the creator of Chaos Podcast and Success with Fortitude. And we'll talk about those things in a little minute, in a little minute, in a few minutes. So thank you so much again for being here. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to tell our audience today because you have kick the rocks in your life <laughs> and uh, have gotten out of chaos. So welcome. Your story, could you kind of tell me what's the first time that you really felt overwhelmed? Oh my. I'm jumping right into this one. <laughs> yes, you are. That's a loaded question, Debbie. Yep. Thanks for asking. You bet. Great, great leading question. Mm -hmm. 
the first time I felt overwhelmed, as a young child, I felt overwhelmed as an only child. While most people dream of being an only child, it is a challenge because you never have anyone else to blame anything on. You always get in trouble for what goes wrong. You didn't have a nobody as a companion? Right. You had nobody. Like, it was her. It wasn't me. It didn't happen that way. So that's, that's the first times I remember being overwhelmed. But as an adult, my spouse disappearing from my family instantly, it, it, in a blink, your life can change. It's the overwhelmingness, if that's a word, <laughs> and the stress level of going from a stay-at-home mom to having to provide for teenage children took me to an edge that grew me into the person that I am today. I went from a stay-at-home mom to a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week business. I was doing, you know, little things for entrepreneurs on the side because I had time. My kids were in school, and many, many, many times people were like, you're so organized. Can you help? Can you help? As an Amway distributor, I got discovered. Started doing that part-time, but when I was left as the sole provider of my family, mm. I had to think fast. I had to think on my feet. I decided that I would help entrepreneurs full time. And that's been four decades ago. I've been wow. blessed to do what I love. That's incredible. Can we can we go back four decades though? Um I lost my husband ten years ago and it was he died very mm. suddenly. So I, could you just tell our audience a little bit about how that happened? What, you know, had he been sick? Had he been prepared for it? Or was it something that happened suddenly, like in my case? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, it happened suddenly. And he, had he gotten sick or was it an accident or something? He got addicted to drugs. Oh. It ended up with a drug overdose. I'm so sorry to hear that. That It, it happens so, too often, just too often. And it changes your whole life because you go from a full life of a beautiful home, a wonderful children, a wonderful husband, and your life is going smooth as butter. You are enjoying your family you are enjoying your home to the point of standing in the middle of your living room with tears streaming down your face, with no income, no savings, and your home being threatened to be taken from you and your family. Did you have any idea it, that he was in that situation? I had no idea. And it wasn't something that happened over a period of time. It happened, you know, people do recreational things mm -hmm. and then when they get with someone bad who gives them something that they're not familiar with and it took a toll. Mm -hmm. it, it 
happened overnight. Literally, overnight. How how old were your children? My youngest was eight, and then I had one that was 11, and I had one that was 14. Wow. My uh, Yeah, my youngest was 15, and I know it took a toll on him. Uh, I can't imagine the younger kids. So, um, And obviously when this happens, you know, you, it, it's a shock. But how did you explain it to people, or didn't you? Did you hide from it? Because I know, you know, some things that Lou had done, I didn't want to tell anybody anymore. I, I wanted to make sure that that smile was on. The, I was the woman, woman behind the smile. Were you able to express to people what had happened, or did you try to hide that too? I am fortunate enough to have a very, very great support system. I have a best friend of over 30 years, and I reached out to everyone. There was no hiding because I had no money, and I needed to feed my babies. So there was no hiding. Mm. You have to reach out. You have to find resources that you need to feed your babies, to pay the mortgage, to live. I remember borrowing a dollar for three packages of what we called oodles and noodles in order Mm. to feed my babies, a dollar. How did you feel when you had to do that, though? It wasn't until later that I could even have a chance to feel, Debbie. My life was spinning. You don't... You don't get a chance to say, why me, or why is this happening? You, you live in the chaos, in the adversity, in the challenges. True, most days were filled with tears, with headaches. I had a nervous breakdown. I, mm-hmm. I ended up uh, admitting myself. Uh, my mom is my greatest support. I, I could never ask for more than that. But there was no hiding at that point. And as you know, even today, you can Google me and find me. There's no hiding. Yeah. I did learn over the years that my story helped so many other people pull through. And it's amazing. We don't understand that others need our story, that others need us. We don't understand that. And we're a network. We can talk about this, this current climate right now with so much hatred and racism. I still believe with all this going on that the majority of our people are good people, are loving people, are helpful people. I do believe that we have a community that will withstand this craziness and will win because I, we, we need each other. Well, and I think it comes from discussions like we're having, where we talk, that we get to know each other on a very spiritual level, on a, on a level that's just, you know, heart-to-heart felt, that there is no difference between skin and religion and everything else that is dividing us as a people, because we all are going through so many similar situations. I mean... Drug overdose, suicide, um, death, those have no, no borders. I mean, there's, we, we all experience it at some point in our lives. And I found that by hiding behind this, you know, we have to look perfect, 
that we're missing the opportunity to touch the lives of other people. And that's what I really love about what you're doing. And by being so open um, and sharing what happened to you because it happens. And it, it you know, I was talking to my brothers last yeah. night about preparing something for my parents who are 85 and almost 86 and 91. I'm very blessed wow. that they've been around a long time. Um, and my, we were talking about getting a home for them. And my brothers were like, well, you know, they're not going to be around that much longer. I'm like, you guys, we could die, we could die tomorrow, you know, at 60 years old. My husband died. He was 50, 55, turning 56. Your husband was, I'm sure, very young. Very. <laughs> it could happen at any time. So let's not waste time not getting to know each other on a, on a you know, very intimate, loving level and put the division aside. And I don't want to get into what's happening in the world today necessarily because, like you, we need to stand up and speak up, but do it in such a positive way that it can change the lives of other people for good. And I'm grateful that you said something about your mom. I'm very close to my mom, too. And is your mom still alive? My mom is alive and kicking. And kicking? So she helped you to kick the rocks? <laughs> My mother actually moved to Lady Lake, Florida about five years ago, and her whole premise for moving was because they sang and danced every day of the year at the pavilions there. So she picked up everything, borrowed a large sum of money, and just moved. She didn't even downsize, and that is her spirit. She just goes full on into everything. How old is mom? Today, my mom turned 80 in April. She had her first Zoom birthday party, which <laughs> she was enthralled about. <laughs> yes. But today she serves a large number of individuals doing what she loves, which is gardening for individuals. Great. So she's well, very active. Very we, got some, we got some great genes going on here. And, uh, and I think, you know, as we go forward, I was so scared originally when I started telling my story uh, that my mom would be disappointed. Because I don't know about you, but I didn't want my parents disappointed in anything that I've done since I've been a child. And, um, but I've tur it, that, that's all turned around, and my mom and dad are my greatest supporters. And I'm sure your mom, so too, wonderful. you know? Oh, always, always. My mom and dad divorced when I was 13, mm -hmm. and me and my mom have been like best buds ever since. She packed me up and carted me off to West Virginia and taught me a whole different culture. So, yeah, me and my mom are best buds, and she's, she, she's the type of person that when you meet her, you're family. She you never go. meets a stranger. When I heard you say, I heard you say on one of your podcasts that your mom helped you to get your first client. She did. She told me about networking. How, what, did, <laughs> yeah. what did she tell you? She said, come on and go to this B&I meeting. And I said, a B&I meeting, what is that? And she's like, just come on and go, just come on and go. And I went and I learned about networking. And networking has been one of the major ways that I have gotten clients over the years because my clientele are 100% word of mouth. Now, I'm getting ready to become a keep expert. Do you know what okay. keep is? I actually do. I do. Yeah. I'm sure our audience so. may not, though. So keep is K-E-A-P. 
It is. It is a customer relations management program that is a consumer's version of Infusionsoft, and most entrepreneurs know about it. So I'm really excited to be able to learn, keep as an expert, and provide the services to my clients. I'm always leveling up my clients. They don't can know you, what to do with me. Can you go back a little bit and, and let us know, because um, you went from a stay-at-home mom, husband was working and providing for everything, so you weren't out there in the workplace. How did you, after he died so suddenly, how did you take your hobbies and the things that you were good at and start a business because many of the folks that we deal with have lost a lot of money, they've lost you know, their, their jobs, and they're looking to start over. How did you transfer everything you knew into what you're doing today? I called people and asked them what they needed. I started running errands, but most of all, I became administrative assistant at home, which they later termed a virtual assistant. Back then, <laughs> I'm dating myself, but back then there was no uh, Internet. Mm -hmm. you know, there was no email. So I actually had to call individuals, talk to them, find out exactly what they needed, it, what their objectives were, what they were looking for, and transpire that into a product or service, a Word document, a PowerPoint presentation, phone calls, scheduling, travel, whatever an administrative assistant did, I did at that point. And I did it 24 hours, seven days a week. I mean, 24 hours, people called me. Mm. I put a desktop computer on a nightstand beside me with headphones on so I wouldn't wake my family at night. And when the phone rang, I was Johnny on the spot. It took a lot of fortitude, and that's one of the reasons why I named my business Successful Fortitude. It took a lot of fortitude to stay in it through tears, through, you know, almost starvation. I had been homeless before, and I knew I did not want that for my family. Me and my son when I was young, I had my son when I was 18, and when I got pregnant, I was so happy. I wanted my baby, and I, I knew that I would be able to give him the world. I was young, Debbie. I didn't know any better. I ended up homeless. From one year straight A's, honor roll student, to the next year homeless. And I knew from that experience that I never wanted that for my kids. And so I worked my tail off. I made phone calls. I bartered. You know, I begged. I did what I had to do to make that happen. Networking was a blessing for me. Networking taught me that I could actually speak to many people at one time in an environment that they knew that I could help them with the resources and services. Right now, I've, well, I launched a virtual assistance uh, blueprint um, you can find it at Success with Fortitude VA Blueprint for anyone who wants to start a virtual assistance business or even has the idea the VA Blueprint is free so you get to try out and get to understand 
what you need to be a VA? I had that question asked of me so many years, so many times that I launched it. And people can go and see if that's something that they really want. I will be providing a lot of the training that is needed to be a VA ongoing. But right now, if you you want to know how to start a business, it it could be relevant for almost any business. Well, it's perfect time, perfect timing too. In when so many people are staying at home, and you know need something to do. It, but you're not working twenty four seven now. You've got to put some limits on your time management. <laughs> I am not. As you said, I have three children and 14 grandchildren and five great-grand. No, I'm not. No longer do I have a family. I am actually a retiree. Okay. And doing what I love, I could actually stop doing virtual assistant bookkeeping and business consulting, but... I believe that life is supposed to be pleasurable. So I do what I love. And you came up with chaos out of, well, call out of chaos. Can you explain what your chaos means and how would you come up with that? It's a great catchy term. <laughs> I did a survey from my past and present clients to find out, number one, what they were going through before they found me. Number two, what have they found since they started working with me? What have they discovered? How their life has changed? How their business has changed? What effects it's had? And number three, you know, after you, you grew out of my services, because that's how I lose my clients. They grow out of my services. Mm-hmm. You know, what impact did that make? And that's how I came up with chaos. Most of my customers, they come to me because they're overwhelmed. They want organization. They want to increase their revenue. They want to save time. They don't want to do the administrative work. They want to enjoy what they got into business for. That is chaos. And then I thought to myself, what is chaos and how do we fix chaos? Creating habits and outstanding success is what happens from chaos because you can't stay in chaos forever. You have to figure out how to get out. And this is what people normally do, whether they pray their way out they work their way out. They, they learn to delegate. They create a habit that contributes to their outstanding success. And that's how chaos was born. Do you find, though, that people give up before they create the habit? And, and how, do they, you, how do you keep them going? I find that they try. But we all have consciousness. And that consciousness eats away at us when we try to quit something that we are meant to do. When we try to quit something that we love, and deep down inside of us, we know that we can be successful. We just have to figure out how. I have been that resource for individuals, whether they 
I provide services for them, whether I provide advice, which is consultation, whether I provide a resource, a referral, that stifles the mental chaos. I'm just, my brain is just going in circles right now. Because <laughs> I hear what you're saying. And I'm, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, you go through a lot of those feelings of, oh my gosh, you know, I can't do all this by myself. So you start, there's no I in team. And, you no. know, Women's Prosperity Network for me was the first um, realization that I couldn't do this by myself, no matter how self-sufficient I wanted to be. And it's fun to bring people into your team, uh, but you do things that I don't know how to do. And But I, I would be like one of your clients where I like to be taught how to do something so that I know how to do it myself, which, yes. you know, we all want to be self-sufficient. But there are only so many hours and minutes in a day that we can't do everything. So that's what I love what you're doing, what you're teaching, um, and what you're providing. is the, the VA, like you said, there was no virtual assistance years ago. And we didn't call them that. They might have been assistants in, in the house. Um, but there's so much going on online today that I can't keep up with. I was watching one of your shows, your podcast, or listening to one of your podcasts this morning. No, I guess it was a YouTube video. It was an instruction video on how to schedule a Facebook post. Simple. But if I was trying to figure that out myself, it it would take a YouTube video. It would take such and such. You know, it would take some time. So I love how you've done that. Can you kind of tell people what you've put out there already and what they can get for free just to find out what your services are? Oh, wow. Well, first of all, they can go to Success with Fortitude. And in my website, I have resources and how-to videos. And what happens is my clients will ask me for something. How do you – I have one thing that's a one-page printing. How do you fit something on one page and print it out? I could explain that all day, Debbie. And most people wouldn't get it because I've been doing it so long that I feel like I will leave out some steps which will keep them baffled, which is not what I want. I want to calm that chaos. So I will do a video and send them the video. So there are how-to videos, the links to them right on my website. If you go to Success with Fortitude under resources, mm-hmm and how-to videos, I, and I will be adding them. I have lots of them that I haven't added, but as you say, we have to prioritize. There is only so much time in a day, and my assistants come and go as they learn to grow their business, and they get really busy. Then I, I'm always looking for a system myself. So you have to learn to delegate. That's one of the biggest responsibilities in owning your own business is learning to delegate. So yeah, there's there's lots of free stuff on my website, Success with Fortitude, including my podcast information and the blog post of my guests. Well they were they were lovely and I I learned a lot and, and I always love to get those tips. And some your videos are not long. They're one, two, three minutes long on how to do stuff yes. and it, what a great feeling I get when I can accomplish something that just was so, it, it seems so daunting initially, 
that it really is so simple when someone shows you how to do it properly. So thank you for doing that. You made my life a, real, a whole lot easier. You're very welcome. I find that our attention span is so busy now, and that's one of the reasons why I did the VA Business Blueprint in the same manner. Every session is only a few minutes long because we don't have a lot of time, and I do believe if it's organized with detail, it could be short, meaningful, valuable, and you can get it. And you can learn it yourself. I love it. Thank so you so much have, for doing that. If people have the desire, if they're, not, if they're not working right now and they're like, oh, woe is me because I can't get a job, there is always an opportunity to be a virtual assistant, an entrepreneur, being, someone, being an assistant to someone else and knowing something that somebody else doesn't know and then sharing it. And that's the greatest thing. I think, though, that many times we are afraid to make the first move. You did it out of desperation all those years I ago. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I truly did. But there's courage, there's courage in overcoming desperation because a lot of folks would just say, oh, I give up. Someone take care of me. You know? But, and I, actually I see that more in some of the younger kids than the people our ages, <laughs> is that they feel like, oh, someone else will take care of me. I don't have to do this. I don't have to work. But, I, I'm just I'm so impressed by what you did and how you pulled it together. Now, your kids are grown. Anybody go in the business? Yeah. All my children are entrepreneurs. There you go. My whole family is entrepreneurs. Proud yeah, mama. We're yeah, we we are um, our DNA is entrepreneurship. Well, I, I love that, and you know, don't let the things that happen to us hold us back because they've happened for us. And you said like something in one, of your, in one of your videos. Um, it was actually entitled, or one of your podcasts called Kick the Rocks or Kick Rocks. Kick Rocks. Kick Rocks. I, I got to preface this because I just, I'm giggling. I, have, I just wrote an article for Positive Tribe, which is an online magazine that Candy Parker puts out. And... I have a duck that sits out in front of my house, a little old lady duck, and she's been there for a really long time. And I kept looking at her, I'm like, you know, I titled my article, uh, well, it was Persistence, Patience, or Postpartum Depression. So wow. I encourage you all to go to Positive Tribe and look at this month's magazine. It turns out my little duck here did not look very healthy. And she would get up every now and then. I didn't want to feed her because these are wild ducks and, and they're kind of dirty and yicky. Um, but she would get up, and I was thinking that she was sitting on her nest and she had these eggs underneath her. And when she got up and left, I went over and I noticed that there were no eggs under her body anymore. She was sitting on rocks, which made me wonder, did she lose her eggs? Did something happen to them? Because she had been taunted by some of the aggressive men ducks um, and she was just sitting on these rocks and I'm thinking has she substituted these rocks for her eggs and they're never going to hatch they're never going to crack but she's sitting there not moving from what has happened and I was equating that to us people who will do that will sit and wait on 
on top of something that is never going to change. And when I heard you talk about kicking the rock, I'm going to go talk to my little duck today and say, kick the rock out. You know, move on. Yeah, help. <laughs> She's not going to do that because now I've started giving her bananas from my banana tree. And I think I just want to make her healthy so that she can make the, take the first step to move on. You know, it might backfire because now she knows I'm feeding her. But <laughs> when you say kick the rocks, you're talking about balancing life. How, yeah. how did you do that? And how, how do you train people around you to kick the rocks? And what did it really mean to you? We all kick rocks. Most of the time we don't know it, but we all kick rocks. They are things that are in your way, whether they're mental, physical. Unfortunately, we are at a point in our life that if we don't kick the rocks, it could be detrimental. We don't change our diet. We don't exercise correctly. We don't delegate until our business is almost failing. I employ people to be still and listen to the instructions that are happening on the inside of you. Because at that point, you will move the mountain that is in your way. You will have the faith and the courage to move the mountain that's in your way to give yourself success in living and life and loving. And you like power naps. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Power naps are really my friend. And fortunately, I have the most comfortable office chair in the whole world. The, there's a feature that flips the feet out. There's a lever that reclines it. And I will recline that thing and sit in it and 20 minutes later be a brand new person. <laughs> it's part of balance. It's called balance. Debbie, it's balance. You have to balance your life. People push themselves to a limit that they're almost consciously unconscious. Mm. And then they feel like they've done a lot of work and got nothing done. Well, when your body shuts down on you, you're not going to be affected. You may get some things done, but when you get rest and come back to them, you end up doing them all over again. Take a power nap, 20 minutes. Yeah, I heard you talk. Deep breathe. There you go. Because I heard you talking about personal deficiencies and how we become grumpy. You know, just what's a personal deficiency for you? A personal deficiency for me is not or describe it, maybe not. Is not providing the best that I can provide because I don't balance correctly. You know, we have those deadlines, and we're scared to miss those deadlines. I am one of those people. I operate on a deadline, but I learned really quickly to make sure my deadline has some space in it. And when I don't, I don't get the efficiency that I like to have. 
that that's a deficiency. That's a personal deficiency, a physical deficiency. We must balance. We must delegate. We need to know ourselves. That is one of the biggest things that I recommend people do, to get to know yourself, what you're capable of, accept your weaknesses, and find solutions for them. And it's, it's interesting, as you, when I was listening to your podcast about this personal, you know, when you talked about personal deficiencies, it comes from maybe not eating properly or not getting the exercise that you need, um, doing those things that reinvigorate you because you can't give to somebody if you don't have your own well filled up. You can't give water if you haven't filled yourself up. Um, I find that there are, I get, I get very busy during the day too. And eating for me is not a huge priority. So I might skip breakfast, go swim. I don't usually eat because I go swimming or do something. I'll get my exercise, but I won't eat properly. And about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it becomes the peanut M&M or the, the chips or something like that to get me through to dinner. Um, not, not a healthy way of living. Uh, it probably goes back to years of being heavier and feeling like I wasn't skinny enough. Um, but I really, you know, when I realized that by not eating like that, you're shutting down your metabolism, you're not going to lose weight if you're thinking that you're a little bit overweight. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. No. Your body's going to hang on to that, you know? So trying to figure out a balanced way of eating is, is so easy but so difficult. You know, especially if you're at home alone. If you're, I, I have a girlfriend next door who's in the process of separating from her husband. And when she, you know, she's eating like garbage. And I'm like, come on, you're, you've got to do a little bit better than this. And she's like, I don't want to cook for myself. I don't want to do this for myself. And it's easier to go to Taco Bell or to Chick-fil-A or somewhere. And I said, well, at least get something that's relatively healthy at those places. You know, because we all want, Ease. We want things to be easy, right? But it's not always that healthy for us. So preparation, ex- Debbie. Explain <laughs> to me your favorite exercise. Oh, that's easy. What is it? Zumba, 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 Zumba. There you go. And I don't have a Zumba bone in my body, but you do something else which absolutely cracked me up. I would never have. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. I would never have said, Terry Lynn does this. And I mentioned it to my daughter, and she's like, oh, Mom, that's so cool. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about? You're talking about my pole dancing? Yes, ma'am. Would you please (laughs) tell us about that? That's not as fun as you think that is, Debbie. No, Jenny said said it's really hard work. Hard, hard work. Zumba is fun. I I lost many pounds teaching Zumba for like two years without wow. even knowing it. I wasn't even trying. But pole builds muscles. So when you get on the scale, you look like you have gained. The scale yeah. looks like you've gained weight, but your body slims down and you're, you lose sizes doing poles. And pole strengthens everything from your hands to your toes. Because believe me, when you get up on that pole, yes, you are hanging on. (laughs) Well, it's so funny because my mental thought about that is not exercise. It's not, I mean, you're thinking about what you see in the movies. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, what is Terry Lynn doing there? And then when Jenny said this morning, she said, Mom, that is really hard work. It is. How do you get into but, something like that? It's funny how I got into it. Now, and, and I've had a pole in my home <laughs> since 2003, I think. I, was, uh, I had an assignment at Kimberly Clark and met a young gentleman who is still a very good friend of mine, and we were talking. And he knows that I like to wear stilettos. So he introduced me to a class. He showed me a video of the girls dancing in stilettos, and it was a class for Dance 411, which is very internationally popular right now, that organization. And I went to the stiletto class. Now, this class was 40 minutes away from me, and I absolutely loved it and got introduced to pole at Dance 411. And that's, it was just a casual conversation, him admiring females in stilettos, and I got introduced to pole and have been polling ever since. Well, bless your heart. I gave up stilettos, <laughs> and I've never had a pole in my house. I bet that generates some interesting conversations when people walk into your house. Yes, because it isn't today. It is in the living room. <laughs> there you go. What a what it's a in the living room. What yeah, when I, I had an assignment in South Carolina um, a few years back where I actually moved and stayed, stayed for almost two years, and I, uh, I, I left my, my home here, my spouse here, and I moved there. I got an apartment, and I got a two-bedroom Jack and Jill so that I could get a roommate. I put the pole in the living room, covered a wall with mirrors, put up the appropriate lights. You know, I had the, the chair for my, my lap dancing. And I put an ad in a paper for a roommate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I put in the ad that you'll find a pole in the living room. <laughs> yes, I got several people wanting to come and see the pole in the living room instead of being the roommate. But I did find a roommate. But yeah. Okay. I was going to say, you've got but some interesting roommates on that one. <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting because it is. No cost. Your initial cost is the pole. Mirrors if you want to put them up. So there's no cost. It's always convenient, no matter what the weather is. And you get a full workout where you're actually sweating within minutes. Minutes, like 15 minutes, and you're sweating, Debbie. So okay. it, well. it's the greatest fitness. You should try it. <laughs> you don't if even I, have to have rhythm. If I put a pole in my family room my husband would slip <laughs> I don't know that I can do that I don't know if I'm strong enough to do that I'm, I'm going to stick with swimming I'm a mermaid at heart but, oh that's wonderful I learned how to swim last year well I do uh, water aerobics and so that kind of I couldn't do water Zumba I don't have a Zumba bone in my body um, but I love the music. I love the music, but I, I love the, you know, I'll listen to the Beach Boys as I'm doing water aerobics, and that, that's what I do for my control, my mental control. Um, but it just made me laugh when I when I heard your pole dancing in the Zoom. I'm like, that a girl, go for it. And, you know, but that changes your mental attitude, you know. 
Uh, mm -hmm. Friends of ours, uh, women that we work with that are just so down in the dumps, you know, exercising really does change your brain. It does. It really does. It changes your whole outlook, your attitude. It changes your environment. So you are actually impacting others better when, you, when your attitude and your, your psyche changes. You are actually impacting people who coming to your space, whether it's virtual or not, once you've exercised. Right. And you can't stay mad. I mean, it gets rid of that anxiety and that energy and the anger if you really want it to be. Like when I'm swimming, if I'm upset about something, I just, I, you know, I swim harder or faster, kick my feet harder, you know, to do something to get rid of that. And then afterwards you're like, oh, boy, why don't I do that every day? You know, it's just, it's just such a mental, it's a great thing. Well, I've so enjoyed talking with you. We're going to bring in Dr. Tim right now, but before I bring Tim in, could you just tell people again, how can they get a hold of you or how can they see, uh, listen to your podcast? Where do they go to? They can go to Success with Fortitude and click on Chaos Podcast. They can go to Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Google, and about 13, 14 other podcast directories and put in Terry Lynn, Phillips, that's T as in Tom, E-R-R-I-L-Y-N-N, Phillips, and you'll find my whole list of podcasts. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn under Coach Terry Lynn. Okay, or Google me. You can Google me. They do. Google her. And uh, I don't know if there's a picture of her on her poll. But <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. That's, that's okay. We'll keep that private. But it sure did give me a tickle this morning when I, when I heard that. So thank you so much. And, and I'm going to open up here to Dr. Tim. Tim McGinnis is the founder of the Society of Citizens Against Relationship Scams or SCARS. And Tim, I'm on the board of directors with Tim. Uh, Tim, are you there? I am here. Uh, you think we ought to set up a poll at SCARS headquarters? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think that might give the wrong impression. <laughs> but regardless, um, unless it was horizontal, because we certainly do a lot of hanging. <laughs> <laughs> that we do. Um. In, in listening to your story, Terry Lynn, um, uh, many things came to mind. And by the way, one of the things that we've already done is we've recommended your virtual assistant training program uh, across our social media and to our victim support groups to encourage individuals that are in need of financial changes in their life resulting from their experiences of being scam victims or, or other reasons um, to communicate with you, and we will absolutely promote um, the service and benefits that you provide. Uh, I think what you're doing is outstanding, and you've clearly found a way to achieve success under circumstances that are very similar to the um, crime victims that we deal with as well. You yourself are, in every sense, um, a survivor of crime yourself, both from family members and experiences that you dealt with. And, and that's 
Uh, no small accomplishment. Congratulations. One of the Thank things you, that – you're very welcome. One of the things that I was hearing during the conversation, and I know time is short, so I'll make this quick, is the, the nature of being able to pick yourself up by your bootstraps, as the saying goes, uh, transform your life when it, is an abs- when it is at an absolute low and be able to emerge resilient and powerful and, and stabilized as a result of not only who you are but what you have been through. That's no small accomplishment. It's something that we strive to help those that we support find, uh, find that pathway through their current experience and into a, a future where they are more healed, uh, if not completely healed, at least sufficiently healed that they can begin their life again. And um, so certainly we will be uh, sharing your information on a continuing basis with them. But um, I think one of the things that maybe you could speak on before the, the time is up is that that situation that you found yourself in a few times where life is going along and, and everything seems workable and stable and then all of a sudden it just hits you from behind like a body blow and how you find the strength to pick yourself back up again and get back on a new path to, to your future? Great question, Tim. That is a great question, Tim. First of all, I am so honored that you're sharing the information, and I am praying that people get a lot of success and a lot of resources out of the information that is available through me. That is one of the ways that I grace God for blessing me. So thank you so much for doing that. And thank you for having the organization that you have because it is very needed. I have a, like I said, I have a friend of over 30 years, and she's one of my favorite clients. And for seven years now, we have been building a business called Anitra's House, which helps transform mothers who have children and who are going to college into citizens and parents that are successful. So you, what you're doing, I have had experience in, and I, I truly, from the bottom of my heart, want to thank you, Tom. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, it, it's not mine. It's, it's all of ours. You know, we don't have shareholders. We have an 11-member board of directors who are the effective governors of our organization and more than a dozen advisors and you know, we reach about a million victims a year. But if you could, please uh, talk about that resilience of picking yourself back up while there's still time. No problem, no problem. These situations knock us to our knees. So while we're down there, we need to pray. I accept all religions, all races, all preferences, but I believe that prayer works. And that is one of the habits that I have created that has contributed to my outstanding success. 
my kids, as they got older, understood that and used it quite often. Prayer, resources. You pray for resources and they come to you. Prayers are answered. You have to be open to getting the answers that you're looking for in a different format than you think it's going to come to you. Because they get answered, but we, we think that's not the answer. That's, that's not what it looks like when we get it. I often say if Jesus came to us, we would probably reject him because we have such a different outlook instead of the description that there is of Jesus. He was tattered, torn. He walked many miles. His feet were dirty. And the first thing we'd be like, ew, I don't, no, I don't want you around me. Be open-minded. Let prayer work for you. Take the resources that you're blessed with. Count your blessings. Be grateful. Gratitude will be your journey if you just open yourself and let it happen. Many times you have to change your own mind. And I often give people permission to do that because we feel like we need permission to change our mind. You have been born as a human being with free will, which gives you the authority to change your mind. Be prayerful, grateful, and open. That all equals resilience. Thank you for asking that question, Tim. Very well. You uh, talk about the fortitude warrior. You, you're the fortitude warrior, and I've, I've listened to a lot of the things that you've talked about there, and that comes into what you just talked about is just, you know, put, I call it putting on your big girl panties and just saying, hey, I've got something to do. I've got to find my purpose, and don't, you know, go after every shiny object because a lot of us tend to do that. Something's flashing at us like, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. Um, be careful of who you're talking with. You do a lot of things virtually. We were scammed virtually. Um, so what I we what I'd like to tell everybody is beware and be aware of the things that are around you. Put yourselves around really good people. Listen to sound advice from people that have experienced life differently than we have. Uh, just like you, Terry Lynn, I am so grateful for the things that you've been through because I've learned from them. And I'm sure there are many other people on the show that have will be hearing what you've talked about and will say, "Well, gosh, if she can get through that, I'm not alone, and I can I can do this too." I think we all need to have a buddy that we feel confident and comfortable with, that they will not judge us for our mistakes, for the goofs that we made, because we've all done it, and will say, "You know, let's support you. Be like our mothers, who are our greatest cheerleaders." Let's be cheerleaders for others. And one thing that you did say in the habits that you wanted people to do is write to, write to your friends or contact a friend online and just say, I'm thinking about you. Oh, yeah, always. That's so much no, fun. Notes still win. Send, send a greeting card to someone just because. That still wins with all of this electronics and you know, we have global access. You get that card in the mail. That's a gift from the heart. Absolutely is. I totally agree. I love getting something in the mail other than a bill. <laughs> so, 
thank you so much for today and for our conversation. Thank you, Tim, for being there and, and you know, offering up her information and services to our community. Uh, being a virtual hey, hey, assistant. Debbie? Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Could I say one last thing? Sure. Today is, today is October 1st, and this is the kickoff for the National Cyber Security Awareness Month. So the entire wow. month of October, we're going to be presenting a continuous stream of articles and information helping individuals, whether they're a scam victim or family members or not yet a victim, to learn about cybersecurity and how to protect yourself online. To learn more, visit us on social media on Facebook, search for SCARS, or connect with us through againstscams.org or romancescamsnow.com. Thank you. Perfect, Tim. Thank you so much. And uh, especially in your world, Terry Lynn, you know, cybersecurity is really important uh, with your yes. assistance. It, it's, yes. They have to be totally aware of what emails to open and what emails not to open um, right. and how to, you know, put those links on things that people aren't going to think that they're being scammed. So there's so much out there. And thank you, Tim, for National Cybersecurity Month Awareness. Um, we will certainly be careful in what we're doing. And uh, again, Terry Lynn, thank you so much for being here. The fortitude warrior, the pole dancer, the grandma, the great grandma, the <laughs> kick the rock. You just made my day. Um, I so appreciate you being here and everybody that has been on with us. So thank you so much. Um, Stand Up and Speak Up is a show where we are dedicated to encouraging you to remove the mask of embarrassment and to being your best self. If any of you or you yourself have been victim to fraud or scam, report it to anyscam.org any scam or ic3.gov. Remember to visit my website, thewomanbehindthesmile.com, for great information and some replays of our, our past shows. This episode has been sponsored by benfocomplete.com, a vitamin suppo supplement company that supports happy and healthy hands and feet for those with neuropathy. If you know of anybody who struggles with the pins and needles or numbness in their hands and feet, check out our Benfotemian products at benfocomplete.com and use this special code STANDUP for a 5% discount on your purchase. It's been a pleasure today being your host of Stand Up and Speak Up. Terry Lynn, thank you for being my special guest. And everybody have a great, wonderful week, and we will talk to you all next week on Stand Up and Speak Up. Thank you. Thanks a bunch, Debbie. You bet.